0: Wow, another podcast episode? Holy crap. So, um, this time I'm going to be talking about the ephemeral nature of scandal from Lewinsky to Biden. So, that's the title I came up with this one. And it's inspired partly from when Donald Trump tells his supporters, I'm being indicted for you. You know, um, it's not true when he says that, by the way. And, you know, anyone with sense can see Trump is being indicted for himself and for his own actions. Putting that aside, let's pretend this is necessarily just about Democrats versus Republicans. Well, in that case, let's see who arguably got that ball rolling and what they said about it back in the day. Well, what do you know when Ken Starr, went after Bill Clinton during his presidency, Starr tried to emphasize that the case is not about sex. And, you know, he went on to say that it was about, you know, like all these other grand ideals or whatever. But we all know it was an attempt to uh, sort of just tarnish the uh, Democratic president and um, sort of... Drag his name through the muck because that was really an era when bitter partisan hackery started to take shape, thanks to people like Newt Gingrich. And you know, it's not like it's not like there was none of that in previous uh, political uh, administrations, but I would say that the Clinton years was really where that started to take off. You know, they they would. They would say um, that it, it is about power and abuse of power, and they talked about the scandal reflecting a deep sense of loss of the country's innocence and all that sort of stuff. But the political press was, practically speaking, having none of it. Sure, it got a lot of coverage, but so did OJ at the time and the Jean bene Ramsey murder, and a whole bunch of other things from the 1990s that people tend to forget about now. Similarly, people were acutely discussing Edward Snowden's decision to leak to Greenwald at one point, but now that's become largely an irrelevancy. The public can only care about something for so long, or so it would appear on average. And then they shift that intense focus over to the next distraction, and you can also remember, of course, Obama's death panels and FEMA camps. Remember how spooky and scary those ideas were? Well, they suddenly were forgot about. You know, even even though the idea was, you know, they're going to be putting your grandparents to death. You know, your your grandma supposedly was going to be just done away with by by wicked Obama, and suddenly, suddenly, that all that talk just evaporated, almost like it was bull crap. you know like it was a lie and like it was stuff that actually did not really matter because it had no substance well eventually that same thing will happen regarding republicans saying that we should be getting away from big tech well that they were saying that then the elongated muskrat came along and they suddenly loved big tech big tech again then Elon pissed them off in a surprising amount of instances. Then he chopped up Twitter and made it X Twitter or whatever the hell we're supposed to call it. I guess it's supposed to be called X. But every time you say that, it makes it sound like it's a an adult website. And basically, you know, he flushed it down the shitter. Um, I got to love how Twitter even rhymes with shitter. And in reality, all Musk had to do in order to uh, retain his good graces in the public eye, all he really had to do was create an edit post button and then shut the fuck up. But he just couldn't do it. You know, he had, he had to basically take Twitter and ruin it. And, you know, that that's another scandal that eventually people are going to, I don't know, pay less attention to because... Twitter, or or X, or whatever we want to call it, is becoming increasingly irrelevant. And, you know, it it may seem like I'm getting sidetracked here, but in a way, that is my point. A lot of these little side issue stories we hear about, which are branded as hugely important, they become forgotten. An obvious example, again, would be Y2K. When I was, you know, uh, still a basically a kid at the time, in high school. It's not like Y2K was not an issue, but the point is, you know, people forgot about it. Another huge example, hardly anyone talks about Iraq anymore, you know, or Osama bin Laden, or any of that stuff. They couldn't even give Obama credit for that one, you know, the assassination of bin Laden, of course. And that was quickly forgotten, and even the Democrats fairly mentioned that, you know, they, they don't mention too often that it was one of their guys who issued the fateful assassination call. Also forgotten, almost like it never even happened, the whole war in the Balkans thing. You know, the Milosevic, Serbia, Yugoslavia stuff. No one talks about it. If, if I was to mention the KLA, you know, the Kosovo Liberation Organization, how many people would even know what I was talking about? practically nobody practically nobody and even on the left i remember for for a while there was panic about the project for a new american century and how the bush league was going to establish that organization as a dictatorship well i believe that was plausible at the time myself but no one talks about it anymore colin powell is now dead That rotten, crooked, smiling vampire Donald Rumsfeld is dead. Dick Cheney went back to his basement lair to devour stray puppies and babies. And George W. Bush basically retired from being a wannabe dictator to read My Pet Goat and paint. And hey, he's actually not even that bad of an artist. Too bad he was also a destroyer of countries and a slave to the military-industrial complex and all that fun stuff. But eventually, even his incredible scandals, which really literally destroyed at least one country uh, that we talked about endlessly at the time, well, even that's largely faded from you know public discussion. And uh, you know, an- another story I saw popping up repeatedly is Smithsonian's Racial Brain Collection. Part of some racist study to try to prove that white people were smarter. An interesting story, but coverage is already subsiding for that one. So that's a long-winded way to point out that it's quaint for me to resurrect the Monica Lewinsky story. Spurred by conservative pundits, they push that special counsel into focusing on an extramarital affair that Clinton carried on with White House intern Monica Lewinsky. In a Washington Post headline, the media was regularly implying that Clinton was as guilty as sin. They made fun of Monica Lewinsky's looks, you know, the fact that she's not the smallest girl of all time, the smallest woman, and Bill Clinton had an odd moment where he discussed the finer points of the meaning of the word is... So I'm, I'm sure some of you, if you've never heard of that, go ahead and look up that video. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a mind-warping moment and really worth uh, examining as a strange historical footnote. That being said, it's relevant to look back at this story and remember, oh yeah, the, Rep- the Republicans really sort of started the whole modern impeachment wars thing. Though, to be honest, I really think that W should have been impeached over his lies. The problem is, of course, the U.S. Constitution limits grounds of impeachment to treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors, but does not itself define high crimes and dismean- or misdemeanors. Dismineers, I almost said. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry about that. But anyway, uh, would the lies about WMDs and Bin Laden's ties to Saddam have been enough to meet that criteria? Probably not for those foul clowns. Still, I would have liked to have seen them try. That's partly because lies and terrible deeds do have far-reaching consequences and implications. Though a lot of feeble minds genuinely forget history, not everyone does and they may even use bits of history to justify and rationalize their current behavior. So an RT headline from 2022 said, there's no place for emotions in nuclear decisions, Kremlin. So what was that in reference to? Yahoo News noted at the time, quote, Russian President Vladimir Putin raised the possibility of using nuclear weapons in Ukraine and after he said the U.S. had set a precedent for their use with the World War II bombings of Japan. So, hmm. Similarly, I'd guess that Putin, or any other aspiring tyrant, could could invade or threaten to nuke a country and scoff at the United States if they complain. They could look at not only the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but the U.S. invasion of Iraq. Or how about the fact that the U.S. helped prop up Saddam Hussein and other dictators? Basically, for a lot of stuff other bad guys do, they can always look at good old Uncle Sam and say, Yeah, well, I learned it from you, you know, that uh, Uncle Sam with the majestic eagle perched on his shoulder whispered some dark, dark things into certain dictators ears and they just had to, you know, follow that example, you know, just walking down the darkened path. And that brings me to the next point. A lot of this Democrats versus Republican stuff, this warmongering and power wrangling, comes from an an attitude that constantly emphasizes competition above everything else. Partisan blinders, victories, everything. It's like Robert Heinlein said, man is not a rational animal he is a rationalizing animal you know compete win that's one of the primary directives that so much of you know modern tough guy power politics is about if you want to take a moment and pause this go ahead and check out youtube rebox be more than human tv spot and tell me it's not ridiculous how it suggests that athletes are really just interested in being better people. You know, it's really sort of the same imp- implication there that if you're powerful or tougher or stronger, you're better. You know, if you're bigger, maybe pump full more steroids, you have a bigger military budget. Uh, you know, your gun shoots more rounds, you got more fighter jets or whatever the hell, bigger army tanks, you know, bigger penises let's face it that's that's one of the attitudes here as well but if you got all that big stuff you're better you're you're even braver you're more courageous and you're more of a savior for some grand future or something like that you know a majestic vision of powerful pursuits and you know that reebok commercial reminds me of the slogan more human than human Originally, flump are from Blade Runner, and made into a White Zombie song by Rob Zombie. The idea of perfection and winning above all else was clearly a dystopian precept for a long time. So, of course, we embrace it. You know, it's a it's a device in totalitarian nightmare fiction. You know, a dystopian vision. So, hey, let's 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 follow that. Let's trudge down that path and see how fun it is while we embrace the phrase winning without necessarily working to improve standards you know you can win without really winning that's why so many people wear things like american flag shirts because they learn it's the greatest country in the world so when they meet someone they don't just say my name is john or whatever but my name is john and i live in america the greatest country in the world and that makes me great without even Having to lift a finger to prove my greatness. You know, it's a a nice little cheat code at life, I guess. Just like every sports team is number one, every god is number one, every dad might be gifted with the world's greatest dad mug or t-shirt. Obviously, some of these are more tongue-in-cheek than others, but you get the idea. Greatness trumps modesty or ordinary and you don't need to really do anything for greatness anymore just say you are great and there you are you know it's all a matter of opinion you don't even you don't even need standards really i mean what is objectivity in anyway it's like a it's like an illusion it's like a ghost it's all subjective in a way and in a way that's true so you can't even say they're lying so it's like you can't really debate this in any meaningful way other than to just say, hey, you're full of crap. And I will pick on the Democrats a little bit here now, too. Trump's obvious, though technically alleged, criminal behavior already came to be used to mean everything. You know, only Republicans could be corrupt, only Democrats could be innocent. If they are smart, they will capitalize on this simple-minded and dishonest framing for generations. Well, assuming this country will still even exist in generations, of course, that all remains to be seen. I'm not even not even framing that in some apocalyptic way. I'm just saying as a general fact, you know, sometimes countries disappear even without some apocalyptic scenario. You know, it it happens. Uh, PBS.org notes that regarding the Hunter Biden obsession, the Republican led House Oversight Committee conducted a more than five-hour interview with former Hunter Biden business partner Devon Archer as part of its expanding congressional inquiry into the Biden family businesses as the GOP explores a potential impeachment inquiry into the president. Both Republican and Democratic lawmakers inside the closed-door interview said Archer testified that over the span of 10 years Hunter Biden put his father on the phone around 20 times while in the company of associates, but never once spoke about any business dealings. New York Representative Dan Goldman, who was representing Democrats inside the room, told reporters after the interview interview that Archer testified that Hunter sold the illusion of access to his father by taking credit for things his father did as vice president that he had no part in So far, that's the big scandal. That's just about the best they've got. And I'm not even sure at this point if that narrative is actually held up. It it was how the Clinton case was framed too, in a way. There may have been a crime in there somewhere, but not really the scandal of the century. But, you know, we still have to try to make it look like it's a big beefed up scandal, like the biggest scandal of all time or something like that. You know, there's an element of been there, done that already. And the rest of the conservatives can just both sides it anyway if they want. And say, well, both parties are corrupt. Technically true, but Trump is wanted for espionage, trying to overturn a national election, and a number of other campaign-related charges. Similar to Trump in terms of bragging, when Bill Clinton was elected president in 1992, He promised to provide the most ethical administration in history. Those are apparently his exact words. Of course, there were damaging facts which Starr's team collected and presented at the Clinton impeachment trial. And the biggest one didn't involve sex, despite being called the Lewinsky affair. It was perjury. So basically, they caught him lying. So what if in their zeal to convict, they had included stronger evidence of a a sex scandal, one related to the 1995 Monica Lewinsky scandal that, you know, made it more about the sex being a crime due to the power imbalance? While the problem there would be obvious, politicians like that power imbalance. They surely would like to sexually harass people. I am surprised that Just hasn't been legalized at this point because there have been so many little sexual harassment scandals in politics, including tons that don't get sustained media scrutiny. There was one sex scandal where a Republican politician was caught whacking off near a preschool despite belonging to a party that dismisses all Democrats as groomers. You know, that's not, you know, that's, that's not it you know, a typical sex scandal. It's not like, you know, cheating on your wife or something or it's mere sexual harassment. But, you know, it was definitely a scandal, but you don't really hear that much about it. So Democrats maybe bring that scandal up every once in a while. Or how about Dennis Hastert, the longest serving Republican Speaker of the House in history, who was convicted of sexual abuse of teenage boys in 2016 When's the last time any Democrat has even mentioned that scandal or any other sex scandal that involves Republicans, for that matter? They don't do it very often. I guess they would see it as too mean to Republicans or something. Lewinsky had tweeted once blaming the interns or blaming the intern is so 1990s. In other words, even Monica Lewinsky, the purported victim of a power imbalance, Treats that scandal literally as a laughing matter. If the Democrats brought up Republican sex scandals, they could far more easily crush Republicans. But for whatever reason, they just don't want to do it. But again, I don't think they'd want to do that because they're too meek and afraid of having some of their own sex scandals brought up. You know, like, of course, Bill Clinton's. They'd rather be toughing it out weathering the constant barrage of Republican smears and slanders, and not bringing up actual scandals involving their opponents. And it doesn't sound like a winning strategy to me to just hold back all the time, to just let your opponent get in on all of the action and let them get all the hits, while being too afraid to veer off script, too afraid to look like a polite, or too afraid to not look like a polite, stage-managed, devoid of emotion, John Kerry-slash-Al Gore-style robot. So, um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I have to say about this. And, um, yeah, you have a nice day. All right.